Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. <laughs> I'm back at it again, man. Listen, boy, oh boy, do we have some heat lined up, all right? We haven't done a show in a little bit of time. Jets beat the Patriots 17-3 to to close out the season. As we all know, we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing, uh, you know, the end-of-season presser. That was done. There's some Jet players out there that are looking frustrated, Garrett Wilson being one of them. He's a uh, – man – he looks like he is just absolutely upset with the way that things played out, and we're going to be discussing that as well. We're also going to be talking about coaches that have been fired. There's quite a bit of coaches. we got Jets players that are pro bowlers, all pros as well. we also got some, some ruffles, some scuffles going on uh, within the locker room as far as, you know, there may be some players that aren't very fond of certain coaches on this team as well. We're going to be talking about that. So, well, look, we're going to get it all into it. I'm so hyped up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page, all right? Give it, give it a follow, okay? Give me some feedback on there as well, all right? So when I, uh, you know, I'm doing my thing, I know what you guys like and what you don't, how you feel about what I'm doing over here. So give me some feedback, all right? And always, again, DM me and let me know what's going on over here, okay? Also, all right, your boy is on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter, all right? Follow Twitter, okay? It's at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Follow me, talk to me, because I'll talk right back to you. Let's go back and forth. And again, leave me some feedback. Your boy's also on iTunes as well. The show's on iTunes. Go on over to iTunes, all right? Type in. The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Okay, subscribe to the podcast over there. Give me a five-star rating and leave me some feedback on there as well, okay? I'm always, uh, you know, thankful for those of y'all that do that, that check the show out any way that you can, all right? For those of you that do not know as well, your boy is live, okay? We do these shows live. We talk to the people. We bring it all live, Okay? And to see your boy live, to check out the content that I'm doing, come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Subscribe to the channel there, all right? Hit that notification bell, press all, so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, give the videos a thumbs up. Now, keep in mind, okay, when you come over here, because, again, a lot of people stumble into this, okay? They don't know. Some people just listen to the show via the audio, and they're like, oh, okay. We like, you know, listening to the show, and then somehow they fall into catching me on YouTube, and they're like, hey, you know, Joe, we really like what you're doing over there. We like, you know, seeing you live, seeing you go back and forth with the people in the chat, you know, and uh, I let them know, hey, I call my chat the savages, man. You want to know why? Because they're savage, all right? Straight savage, man. These people do not care. They will let you know what time it is. No one is safe. Not even me. All right? Salutes to you, Dakota. I see you in the building. Todd, salutes. I see you in the building. 
all right? Salutes to everybody. All the savages out there watching, salutes and respect to you, all right? And salutes to the ladies as well. They still comment and saying, hey, Joe, you're looking good. You're getting looking better and better by the week. I'm like, hey, listen, ladies, I'm not arrogant, okay? I'm just a guy out here doing what I can. So salutes and respect to you as well, ladies, all right? And I want to thank you for your admiration, all right? Now, we have quite a bit to discuss, and we're going to get to everything. Callers, hold on a second. We'll get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Again, be patient. We will get to everybody. We have quite a bit to discuss, okay? Also, uh, for my savages in the chat, put your questions as well. We'll come to you, all right, uh, in between calls and put your questions and your thoughts. And we'll be reading those as well during the show. But keep in mind, I am one man, okay? I am one man, all right? So, first off, we're going to start with the New York Jets um, beating the Patriots to end the season. Wow, okay? I mean, uh, you know, uh, some people are upset about it, but I'm not really. You know, I'm feeling it. I'm kind of feeling it, all right? The New York Jets snap a 15-game losing streak to the Patriots. 15-game <laughs> losing streak, man. You know what I'm saying? They were just destroying us. We beat them 17-3 to end things. Weather was a major factor in this game. Uh, for those of y'all that all watched it, I mean, it was, it was crazy out there. It was the, the snow and just the sleet. It was nasty, okay, which affected clearly the passing game. Uh, you know, Trevor Sidney was 8 for 20, 70 yards throwing the ball. But this was the Brees Hall show. Okay, it was the Brees Hall show. Let's be serious. Okay, Brees Hall, thirty-seven carries for one hundred and seventy-eight yards. Wow. Okay, he put on a show out there. This man put on a show. He also had a touchdown in this game, two catches, twelve yards. He had a big fifty-yard uh, TD run to seal the victory. Um, at one point, the Jets were up nine to three. We went for it on fourth and three. Uh, we ended up getting shot. We ended up getting stopped short. We ended up turning the ball over on downs couple plays later, Sappy, um, you know, the Patriots quarterback, he throws an inter- interception, you know, after getting sacked on the first play that he tried it. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, <laughs> Ashton Davis is trying to move. Gasecki actually strips him. The ball goes back to the Patriots. So now, you know, you're thinking, hey, <laughs> you're thinking, wow. All right. Is this going to be a classic Patriot move here where they end up coming back? Nope. Zappy drops back about two plays into the drive, and throws an interception to Tony Adams. Jets get back on offense. Brees Hall gets the, gets the ball in his hand and takes off for a 50-yarder, and he also uh, got the two-point conversion in. So it was a great way to end the season, okay? And the Jets' defense was phenomenal as well. Seven sacks. Quentin Williams had two. Huff had two. We'll be talking about him as well. He's a guy that needs to get paid. Uh, Will McDonald also got paid, or also got paid. Will McDonald also had a sack as well, Jermaine Johnson, Holmes. So, you know, this Jets defense looked, looked really, really good, man. And this is a really strong way to end the season. Um, I know some Jets fans are upset because they're talking about draft position and all that other stuff. At this point, the New York Jets have the uh, 10th pick in the draft. Um, you know, if, the, if it all ends today, if it all were to end today, the Jets would be picking 10. So everything, you know, set solid for us. You know, we, we got the 10th pick, and things are going to be looking good. Uh, and, again, this was an exciting way to end the season there with a good victory. And, again, beating the Patriots, man, who have just 
stomped us for years, okay? It's been miserable, miserable. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of the changes that they made as well. But then directly after that, you know, a couple of days, we have the postseason media day, man. You know, everybody's cleaning up their locker and leaving, you know. And there were some Jets players, man, that were not excited at all about the way that this season has gone, one of them being Garrett Wilson. And I want you guys to hear what he had to say because, man, he sounded extra, extra, extra frustrated at the way that this season ended and the way that it played out. Here's the words from Garrett Wilson. Um, I mean, what happened this season can't happen again is how I feel about it. And I don't, you know, I, I can't say that kind of back to what Connor had asked me, you know, I got to stay in my lane. I don't know exactly how to answer that, to be fair, or to be honest. But um, it's got to be better. You know, we've, we've, we've got to make adjustments in the game. We've got to do things to to counter what we're getting and, and, and be able to um, be able to put points on the board because, you know, we, we, two years I've been here and I mean, honestly, and all, all my, you know, it's been tough. It's been tough going and, uh, and football hasn't been this hard as far as offense. And, and uh, when I watch it, you know, on the sideline, it don't look that hard for the other team. So we got to figure out something to, you know, to, um, to get it rolling no matter who's, no matter who's slinging it, man. And I know that, you know, Aaron will be an offense in itself because that's just what he brings to the table. He's, he's special, man. And, and I think, you know, I'm, I pray and I, uh, you know, I just pray that everyone in the world gets to see that next year. Man, let me tell you, <laughs> Garrett Wilson seems, you know, again, he, he, he also talked about how people, you know, I've been saying it's, a, it's been a great year for him, as we all know, Garrett Wilson. Uh, yet again, has over a thousand yards um, on the season, which is extremely impressive, right? Extremely impressive for him, especially with all the up and down play there at quarterback. I think he had like a thousand forty two yards. Man, he has been a guy that has been so so um, just unbelievably impactful on this offense, right? All the plays that he's been able to make, and he he's just he, he just he looks like the guy you know, that, that we've been waiting for for so long, okay, at wide receiver. A real guy that we can go to consistently, a true number one, okay, a true number one. And to hear him, you know, just sound so defeated at the end of the season. And, again, he, he said himself that, you know, people were coming up to him talking about how great of a season he's had, and they were excited. And he's just like, man, this is the worst season ever, you know. And, it, you know, he went on to speak about that. And what I found, you know, very interesting is that he talked about, you know, very openly, as y'all heard, he said, listen, uh, <laughs> we've got to make some adjustments out there. What happened this year cannot happen again. Offensively, it should not be this hard. When teams are throwing things at us, we should be able to counter those things with certain things that we have. Um, and he also said, as y'all heard, that it's easy for other teams. It looks pretty easy for them. Why isn't it easy for us? Let me tell you, that uh, that to me was, you know, just kind of ringing the bell coaching-wise. And I know Nathaniel Hackett has come out, uh, you know, in recent, you know, talks with the media as well, talking about how he needs to be better and things need to get better. But these are things that we continued to hear ringing throughout this year. 
These are big questions that we continue to have throughout this year. When is the offensive game plan going to step up? When is the offensive game plan going to start to counter and, and adjust well into games, no matter who's out there at quarterback, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, who we know, you know, a uh, couple plays into the season was done for us. He'll be back, you know, next season, hopefully healthy, ready to go. Or, you know, Zach Wilson out there, which, again, is a guy that we talked about this season. We're going to be discussing him. There's a lot of uh, rumors surrounding him as well. But even with Zach Wilson, there were times where we all questioned the game plan. You know, how is this being fitted to his strengths? Why aren't we doing certain things that Zach Wilson excels at? Why aren't we doing those things more consistently? Why does it seem like the game plan is tailored, you know, against what Zach Wilson excels at? Those are big questions. And we saw every quarterback struggle pretty much, uh, at least the ones out, you know, behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we saw Zach Wilson struggle at times this year, but he was far and away better than, um, you know, Trevor Simeon by far, um, and even Tim Boyle as well. <laughs> and Tim Boyle was supposed to be the veteran guy that knew the offense through and through, and he didn't know the offense, or at least the offense didn't open up behind him at all when he was given a chance, and we actually ended up moving on from him as well. So going forward, the New York Jets offense has got to get things together. The game planning has got to be much better than we've seen. Um, and, of course, our offensive coordinator, uh, Hackett, is, you know, he's going to be feeling the heat, man, going forward. Um, can't wait to see what exactly we do. But when you have guys like Garrett Wilson, guys that you draft, guys that you are looking to really step up and continue to be pieces, you know, the fundamental building blocks of your foundation. When you have guys that you're hoping you can just move forward with and they're going to be here for years to, you know, be a reliable set of hands for whatever quarterback that you have, but they're sounding like this, man, that's a tough situation, a tough situation. So I hope we get it together because I'm telling you, 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 when you lose young guys, man, it'll hurt your, your team. And we've seen it already where we had guys that we thought were foundational pieces here and they decided to go elsewhere because they did not like what was going on. They didn't like it. So I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson will do that. I'm just saying you hear and feel his frustration uh, when he talks about how upsetting this season was. Um, so there are other players as well that spoke. Uh, C.J. Mosley also talked about wanting Huff uh, to stay a New York Jet. We're going to be talking about him. I'm telling you, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Jets fans that I don't think are are ready. Okay, because let me tell you something. Bryce Huff is going to get paid, bro. He is going to get paid. I'm telling you, it is. What it, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> He is going to get paid, all right? He's going to get paid. And I know a lot of people do not want to hear this for whatever reason. Some people think he's going to come cheap. He is not going to come cheap. When you look at where he is graded out, the impact that he's had, this guy's looked at as one of the best pass rushers in the league. Generally, those guys at the top of those, you know, the upper echelon of pass rushers, we're talking about like top 10 guys, they're getting paid anywhere from 17 to like in the, in the mid to late 20 a season, Okay. And he's going to get somewhere, I truly believe, he's going to get somewhere around 19 
$20 million a season. I'm telling you, that's what I truly believe when you look at it, you know? And, but that's, that's the name of the game here, and we all know that. We know that. We all know that. Pass rushers, especially great pass rushers, generally don't hit free agency. There's a reason why, all right? And it's because once you've got a guy that can consistently get around the edge, once you have a guy that has shown you that he excels at getting to the passer, he excels at pushing the pocket, and he can get pressure in a passing league, they do everything but let him go. Everything. Pass rush is so valued in this league, it's insane, right? How many years at the New York Jets, we were, we were completely anemic rushing the passer. We couldn't – my God. I remember the years where we literally didn't have anybody that can get after you. I'm talking about nobody for years. Um, and we watched guys, you know, low-level pass rushers get paid, you know, $14, $15, 16000000 million in free agency. Guys that were just kind of left around, that could be situational guys that were getting paid like that. So I'm not surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, excuse me, if he gets paid anywhere from $18, 19000000 million to $22, 20000000-something million. I wouldn't be surprised at all, all right? Wouldn't be surprised at all. And I understand that there are some people out there that are talking. I've had discussions with Jets fans. I've had many discussions. Salutes to Michael Piper. Again, callers will get to you in a second. 848, I see you. I'll be coming to you. You know, there's a lot of Jets fans that feel like, well, he doesn't play every down. You know, again, Michael Piper Jr. salutes to you, Savage. He says, Huff can't play every down, though. If he plays a lot, his production will go down and won't be worth $20 million a year. Here's the deal. Situational pass rushers get paid off the wazoo. And we also know that the New York Jets, Huff is not a bad, like, terrible against the run. He's not terrible. But you also got to keep in mind that the New York Jets, their rotation relies heavily on rest. They have a heavy rest rotation, and we all know that. That's why everybody couldn't stand Albridge this offseason. Anybody remember that? When they were like, every, oh, Quentin Williams should play every down. He should be out there every down. And they were talking about, no, our rotation plays off of this and that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get different guys in here. It's, not, it's about rest. It's about this. It's about that. So, listen, Huff is going to get paid. He's going to get paid, I'm telling you. He's going to get paid, and you better get prepared. And I want to see him get paid because he's a guy that came in here, did what he was supposed to do. He's a guy that we picked up, and here he is handling business, okay? He's a guy that's young, a guy that can put things together. I want to see him continue to be here, and I want to see him be in a Jets uniform for the rest of his career because he did things the right way. Keep in mind that if we're talking about winning Super Bowls, uh, kids (laughs) – if we're talking about winning Super Bowls, if you can't rush the passer, if you don't have multiple guys that can get after the passer, good luck with that. Good luck with it. When you got guys like Patrick Mahomes, when you got guys like Deshaun Watson, when you got guys like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Herbert, Joe Burrow, I can keep Jalen Hurts, I can keep going on and on and on about the guys that are in this league that will literally destroy you if you don't get to them quick enough. We've seen it too many times, right? I watched an Eagles team have like, I think they had like 70 sacks last season. I wonder uh, why they were in the Super Bowl. The team that was second to them, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were second in sacks to the league. I wonder how they got to the Super Bowl. It's, it's no, no need to be confused. It's because they can get to the passer. 
It's because they rushed the passer. Keep in mind, the Eagles went back and got more. <laughs> they went back and got more. We've seen the Bills, right? The Bills, known for years, get to you. They rushing the passer, Rousseau, Ed Oliver, all these guys. You know what they did? Uh, Von Miller, <laughs> don't even trip, dog. Come on over here. We'll give you $20 million a season. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. So here we are, right? Here we are in a situation with Huff, and I think we need to make sure that we keep him a Jet. And if we can't give him, you know, the deal that he wants, I can absolutely see a franchise tag coming for him. Absolutely can see that. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him traded. I'm going to say that right now. I don't want to see him traded. Um, I would like to keep him a Jet. You need pass rush in this league. You led the New York Jets in sacks this season, and uh, you need multiple guys. You need multiple guys, I'm telling you. The Bills, the Bills know what time it is. That's why they handle business the way that they did. So we'll be talking about that. Also, Sauce himself as well, Sauce Garner. That boy Sauce came out and talked about how, you know, he felt like the Jets were too distracted coming into the season. Um, of course, we know there was a lot of hubbub, Aaron Rodgers, uh, coming into the franchise, brought a lot of cameras, a lot of eyes, a lot of people uh, looking around. So there was a lot of things moving and shaking, hard knocks, all that stuff. And the Jets tried to stop that from happening, but still happened nonetheless, right? So I'm hoping that this upcoming offseason, the Jets don't get too distracted, um, there, that there isn't a ton of distractions surrounding them. They're absolutely, they're able, excuse me, to kind of put that to bed there and really get focused. And I think that that's what's going to happen, especially, again, with the goal, you know, being a Super Bowl once Aaron Rodgers returns. There's also been rumors swirling about Zach Wilson, swirling about that, you know, at the end of the season, pretty much that's it. You know, that's, this, is, this season is the last season you're going to see him in a Jets uniform. I understand it. I get it, right? They have a choice on him to make up coming. I know there's been talks about trading him. Some people want him cut, so on and so forth. Right. And I mean, you know, Zach's been all right. He's been up and down of this past season. He's had some good spots. He's had some bad spots too, but he's, he's definitely better than he was last season. I'll say that. All right. I'm not a, the biggest Zach Wilson fan, but I, I, I do like Zach. I think he, he, you know, he has ability, but it just hasn't been consistent. Okay. I'm a realist, but I also want to put this take out here. I have a feeling <laughs> I have a feeling that there's a chance that Zach Wilson will be in a Jets uniform next season. I have a feeling that it's going to happen. I have a feeling, and I just want to put this take out here. I have a feeling that what will happen is they will try to work out some type of restructure or extension for him similar to what the Green Bay Packers did with Jordan Love. I feel like they'll give him some type of deal that will keep him here for at least one to two more years, allowing Aaron Rodgers to play out, you know, his situation to play out. And then they'll try to give Zach Wilson a chance to finally sit on the throne alone and truly see if he can be the guy. That's how I feel. Okay. That's how I feel. And we'll see what happens. But that's how I feel. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about Zach Wilson wanting to move on as well. Um, 
But here's the deal. A lot of that, again, hasn't been founded. We haven't heard him say that out of his own mouth, that he wants to get up out of here. And I think that staying here, staying here for him would benefit him in a great way, and here's why. I think the New York Jets, this staff, this coaching staff, this front office, especially Joe Douglas, is tied to him because they took him high in the draft. They want to see him succeed more than any other quarterback or any other team in the league would want to see him succeed, clearly. He'd be given a chance here to do something that I think a lot of teams aren't necessarily going to give him. They're not going to give him the same love and push, okay? The same love and push. Um, so I think if he truly wants to be a starting quarterback in this league, really get like a legitimate chance to be a starting quarterback, this would be the best place for him to do that. Because if you go somewhere else, they're not going to be as ingrained um, as they're, they're not going to have as much on the line for him to succeed as this staff will. They're not going to put as much behind them. And again, Aaron Rodgers himself said that his, one of his, Uh, responsibilities outside of just, you know, playing for the Jets, of course, the production on the field, he felt like one of his responsibilities was also to help fix Zach Wilson and to get him afloat so that when he moved on, Zach would be able to take the reins. I just want to put that thought out there. I'm not saying I want to be clear. I want to be clear especially with the callers tonight. Everybody's going to hit me up. Again, 515-602-969. We're coming to callers in a second. Hold on. We're getting to everybody. All right? I'm not saying that, you know, the New York Jets must get this done. I'm just saying I got a feeling. I got a feeling that it's going to end up happening. Continue to move on there. But there's been a lot of rumors about him. Also, we got Pro Bowl in the building, all right? And guess what? We got some Jets that are Pro Bowlers, baby. We got some Jets that are Pro Bowlers, okay? (laughs) We got some Jets that are Pro Bowlers, all right? Quinnen Williams is a Pro Bowler. He's a starter, all right? 59 tackles, uh, 3.5 sacks, excuse me. One forced fumble in the season, one fumble return. Also had an interception against Philly. I mean, is it really – it's a no-brainer, okay? Quinton Williams is a dog. We all know that. I know that there was a lot of Jets fans that tried to knock him because he didn't have big sack numbers, uh, especially this season after coming off of the type of sack numbers he had last season. But uh, let me tell you something. The impact that this guy had, the type of – the way that he makes offenses adjust to him and the way that they have to game plan to take him out, it, it, it's crazy. Because if you watch often, teams will double team, sometimes even try to triple team him, right? And that opens up the door for guys like Huff, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, and all these other guys to eat, right? <laughs> that, that's what's happening here, impact. And not only just that, right, we're just talking about the pass rush, but his impact in the running game is crazy, disruption. How many tackles for loss did we see this season, right? How many tackles for loss? How many times do we see him completely blow up, um, you know, running plays and shut things down? A lot. So, Quinton Williams, pro bowler, no-brainer. Second pro bowler, starter, second starting pro bowler here for the New York Jets. Sauce Garner. 
Sauce Gardner yet again. Let's let's salute him as well. Yeah. Sauce Gardner's in the building. All right, yet again. This is second Pro Bowl. He's been in the Pro Bowl two years in a row. Rookie year is a Pro Bowler. Year two, he's a Pro Bowler again. 53 total tackles, one forced fumble. Let me tell you something. This guy's crazy. He was also an all-pro as a rookie as well, for those of you that may not know. All right? Phenomenal, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Two Pro Bowlers. Of course, we got some alternates as well. I was shocked that Quincy Williams was not named as a starter, okay, for a Pro Bowl. But, you know, he's an alternate. We also got Greg Zerline as an alternate, Thomas Morstead as an alternate. Also, C.J. Mosley is named as a Pro Bowl alternate as well. So, but I, I would I would have thought that, you know, Quincy would have gotten the starter role there. He's been playing some great linebackers, okay? Also, we had the, uh, the AP, um, the NFLPA, excuse me, all-pro team came out. No Jets on it. I was shocked about that. But Sauce and Quincy Williams did make the AP all-pro first team, okay? Again, so that makes Sauce – two years in a row for him uh, as an all-pro. And then you got Quincy getting his first taste of being an all-pro. So, you know, good moves, good stuff. Like it, love it. Again, we got guys here. This defense is looking phenomenal. We got guys moving and shaking, big pieces, especially when you're talking about a guy like Sauce Garner. (laughs) Being a pro bowl and an all-pro two years in a row, this guy's been in the league two years, and it just seems like he's been in the league 10 years. He's, he's dominant and elite at his position. What a draft. People knock Joe Douglas for a lot of things, but I'll tell you what, man. Sauce Garner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, that whole draft, something else, man. It was something else. This kid's sauce is crazy. And, again, even Quincy Williams. People don't even talk about, again, a lot of people knock Joe Douglas. Quincy Williams is the guy that's brought in. Cut from the Jags late. Oh, he's a bum. He's out of here. Oh, he's just a, a no-name kind of signing. Man, this guy has come into the building and really played unbelievable. They're all pro. All pro. And we got him on a really solid deal. I think he's making like $9 million a season or something like that these next couple of years. So, excited, excited. Again, salutes to all the savages. Put your questions in the chat. I see you on the building. How about them Jets salutes? He says, Joe, you better get rid of that feeling right now. He's talking about He's talking about Zach Wilson, my theory on Zach Wilson. I'm telling you, guys, listen, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling that they're going to find a way to extend Zach Wilson. I got a feeling. Michael says, uh, and salutes to Michael as well, Michael says Zach will be traded if they don't restructure his contract if he gets $10 million next season. Yeah, I think he makes like $11, $11 million or something like that next season. Um, he says, I agree, Joe, but cap-wise – I don't know how we keep Zach and bring in a competent number two who knows Zach is still in the building. Listen, they're gonna listen. We brought in competent number twos this year to knew that Zach was still in the building, right? Tim Boyle was brought in, right? He's he's been on the team. Trevor Simeon is a guy that's a that's a you know journeyman veteran backup quarterback. He's been different places, right? Brett Rippin is a guy that understands the offense. He was with Hackett with the Broncos. He was brought in too. You can bring in competent guys that are gonna come in. Uh, knowing that Zach is in the building, especially when it's put on the table that Zach Wilson is, 
And this is another reason why, and I want to go back to this. I know we were talking about the Pro Bowl, and, but here's another reason. Um, Zach Wilson was supposed to be in bubble wrap. That's what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be in bubble wrap this season, and we all know that. He wasn't supposed to be actually playing. That was the plan. And we didn't just know that, right? They told us that <laughs> themselves. <laughs> that wasn't just the theory that Joe came up with. Some people were like, oh, Joe, you just came out with you. No, no, no. The coaches and you know came out and talked about how Zach really wasn't supposed to play. And so I think what a restructure right, would do for him is that it would give them a chance to basically re-up on the plan that was supposed to happen you know, this last season, to allow him to really sit back and learn from Aaron Rodgers in whatever capacity he needs to continue to learn from Aaron Rodgers. And it would allow him to get that chance to step back in at some point and get a chance and get a chance to truly see if he can be the guy, which would, probably, would be the last chance. And again, I want to put this out there when I say this. Eight, eight, five, seven, I'm coming to you right after this. I want to say this. That doesn't mean that you can't get a young quarterback to compete with him as well whenever he's going to get a chance, whether it be two years from now or whenever, right? That doesn't mean that you can't go get a young quarterback to compete with him or sit behind him and learn as well so that if he fails, you can move on. That's not what that means. You can absolutely do that. And I think that that's something that the Jets will do or explore as well, okay? So we're going to keep talking about a lot of different things, man, okay? I got a lot on my mind. We're going to have these discussions. Uh, Brees Hall and Quinn uh, – Brees Hall, excuse me, Makai Becton also seems like they don't really like uh, Coach Keith Carter. <laughs> Taylor Luan basically talked about Mike Brabo, who was actually fired uh, by the Tennessee Titans. Shocking, Okay. Uh, Taylor Luan said, you know, he loved him as a coach, except in 2018, loved his staff as well, besides Keith Carter and Makai Becton, you know, he made some comments as well under the post that kind of lended credence to maybe he didn't like Keith Carter as well. Talking about, hey, the second paragraph that you said right there, not liking Keith Carter, that was fact. Brees Hall, um, you know, also made a comment, retweeted and had some things to say. Uh, Well, he just put some laughing emojis at the situation, which is strange too. As we know, Keith Carter is the offensive line coach, but also the running game coordinator. So uh, there could be some issues there. Bilicek has also been fired by the Patriots. Oh, that feels so good. Everyone knows I don't like Bill Bilicek. God, I can't stand him. That man's out of here, okay? uh, Gerard Mayo is now the new head coach of the Patriots. He's actually the youngest coach currently in the NFL. Again, Vrabel was fired. Pete Carroll was also uh, moved on as well. Uh, He talked about that they're going to have him in some role with uh, Seattle, some part of their front office, uh, but he's no longer going to be their coach. Uh, The the Chargers also fired Brandon Staley, as we know. Uh, Arthur Smith was also fired, and the commanders also fired Ron Rivera. All right, so a lot of guys moved on from there's a lot of coaching options opening up, a lot of head coaching spots opening up. And another thing I want to put out there, too, Jeff Albridge, don't be surprised if his name is starting to come up in head coaching conversations, okay? Do not be surprised because he's a guy that has been talked about quite a bit in NFL circles, and his name is buzzing. He has got this New York Jets defense screaming all over the place, and let me tell you, the NFL is taking note. Okay, the NFL is taking notes. So we're going to have these discussions tonight. I'm going to talk about my feelings about Belichick a little bit later. All right. 
I'm going to talk about that because I, I got to do it, all right? Because <laughs> when you're down, I'm a kid. Here we go. I'm going to let it be known. <laughs> I'm going to let it be known, okay, how I feel about him, you know? I got respect for what he's done, but I'm going to let it be known. So we're going to go to the lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is Call in on taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. All right? Also, share the stream across your social media with your friends and your family. Super Chat is there. You want to hit that Super Chat, give your boy a couple ducats. I'll take it. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. Anything you get to the platform is greatly appreciated. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. We're going to take some callers. Again, 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're going to get to these callers. Also, again, savages in the chat, put your thoughts in the chat. I'll be coming to you. I'll be reading your comments and your questions. All right? Just let me know. Joe, something, something, something. All right? First caller we're going to go to. We're going to go to Chris, man. We're coming directly to Chris. I know he has some heat for us. Listen, for those of you that do not know, this, this, this man, Chris, he's a savage. Happy Chris, Friday, salute. Joe. What's going on? Happy Friday. And listen, Happy New Year to everybody as well. I don't know if I've said that. I know we're... About 12 days into the new year. It's it's wild out here, all right? But uh, here yeah. we are, right? Here we are, and uh, the, the season is officially, you know, as we know, is over for the Jets. Beat the Patriots 17-3. to Now, I've gone back and forth with a lot of Jets fans, Chris, that were upset that the Jets won this game. Are you one of them? Yes. <laughs> why? And the reason why, why is that this is why I'm mad. Because, Joe, what you want a left tackle, okay, your whole thing is to get the left tackle. Your whole being is to, is some fans, is to get the left tackle position solved. Because it's not about this year, it's about next year. So if we lost that game, we probably would have gotten the left tackle, the top left tackle, or we got all, or we got uh, the other guy from Penn State. And those are the only two tackles that I feel that are, that are um, willing to be like our like plug-and-play starters. The other guys are work in progress, and we don't have time for that. So at uh, this point, it's like, I, you know, I, I, other guys listen, are – I hear you. For, for, everybody's talking hear, about Falaga. Listen, mm-hmm. the other guy from Oregon State, you know, the, the guy is – oh, he's mm-hmm. a beast. He only, his, he, he only played against the 28th per people in, the, in, in college football. We don't – we don't know how good he is when he's tested against the top play, players in college football, man. And you go against the mm-hmm. top athletes in the NFL. We have no – yo, do you see the season? Do you see how players are, are mad? We have no room for error. It has to be a whole totally solid situation. So now we're mm-hmm. looking at somebody like Brock Bowers, which is a good mm-hmm. player, which will help both the offensive line and the, um, the receiving game. But you – know, Guys like you going to be screaming, left tackle, offensive line, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're, we're not going to get that. Get the the chance to get the top guy in there. I don't think that's true. And, and, and again, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in. I, I don't think that's true. Okay. Of course, you know we, we'll see what happens because again, there's opportunities for us to move up in the draft too, and I think that there's going to be a run as we know the quarterbacks and Caleb and you know 
Daniels and all these guys that are, that are coming out as well. But there's other options outside of just Alt and uh, the, the, the tackle from Penn State as well. You got Latham from Alabama, who I think is really good. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on Mims from Georgia. That guy's really, really good, too. There's so many opportunities. Even the guy you talked about, uh, uh, I think Talasi from, um, from Oregon State, he's yeah. good as well. There's yeah. opportunities for us to grab some tackles. Everybody's screaming, like, dude, we got the 10th pick. Everybody's screaming like, oh, right. we're just so far outside, like we're the 30. There's other tackles as well that's good, too. Graham Barton from Duke is very solid. You know, you got Morgan from Arizona. There, there, there's tackles that we'll be able to pick up. There's offensive line that we'll be able to bring into right. the building to really help us move forward. So just because we have the 10th right. pick, I don't think we're out of anything at all. Again, I think Mims is solid. Right. And I know we're talking about left tackle, and, yes, we do need to address that if, if Becton is not uh, given some type of extension, which could be a possibility. Right? Maybe you give him a two-year deal, keep him here for two more years, a, kind of a more of a proven deal, maybe six to seven million dollars or something like that a season, and then you address the right tackle position. I could see them doing that. Aaron Rodgers does like Makai right. Becton quite a bit. He did have a rough end to the season, but I think that that was more on the uh, the high ankle sprain that he got. Once he got that high ankle sprain, it was really rough for him to move around, and you could clearly see it, right? Because before that, man, go back and watch that Eagles game. He was dominant. Yeah, he was, he was really he was throwing good. people around. Yeah, but after that, it was a lot of penalties, a lot of issues. And, again, I'm not absolving him of those things. Joe's a realist, okay? He didn't play very right. well down the end of the stretch. He was caca down the end of, down the, end right. of the, uh, the end of the season. I'm going to put know, it all the way out there, okay? I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'm very surprised. Yeah, his play at the end of the I'm season was wild. I can't believe it. I can't, I can't okay. believe it. He, but, again, I mean, I, and I'm a Becton guy. Yeah, I'm a Becton guy. I am too. And uh, it was, yeah, it was it was a rough rough end of the season. But again, J.C. Latham I think would be great here uh, for the New York Jets and Mims I think, and those are guys that absolutely you know we can end up grabbing. You know we can probably uh, we could probably move down a spot or two and still end up with those guys to g- gain more capital. We have so many options. So I don't think that that addressing the offensive line is out of question just because we have the tenth pick in the first round now. As we continue to talk about this, this uh, <laughs> what happened, man, we beat the Patriots. We snapped the 15-game losing streak. And then, you know, a couple of days ago, we see uh, that boy Bilicek has gotten fired. How do you feel about that, man? Yeah. Well, you know I'm in the area, right? So, you know. It's, yes, yes. I don't think you're it, in that area. Think, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm in the area. So everybody's up here is kind of like, well, it's time to go kind of blame him for, for Brady leaving. So then, if there's no emotional goodbye for, for the most of the fans. Most of the fans are like, it's time to move on. So, um, you know, I'm, I've had the experience of meeting Bel- actually seeing Belichick because I'm a transport from New York um, in Hofstra. You know, that's my school. So um, I've I, I seen him in Parcells in the area, see how hard they coach. Um, but, you know, Belichick is a guy who's about football. He's he's never been a, 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 a tutty passy guy, um, you know, and he's he's haunted this team um, for years. So at this point, it's like you know, for me, it's like well, you know, see you later, man. You know, I mean, it did feel good beating it, beating them, but and sending him off with a loss. But again, we all knew he was gone. We know the team was bad. Fans wanted to lose anyway, so. You know, Patriots fans said, we didn't want to win that game anyway. (laughs) 
we happy y'all won. So it's not the same kind of rivalry when Brady was playing or when Bart Scott came on the field and, you know, that was that was the best time to be a Jet fan. But when that game, yeah. oh man, that yeah. that was the, that was a game where, you know, that that we really stuck it to them, man, because they were on their mm-hmm. way to a Super Bowl. I think we stuck it to them, and uh, yeah. that 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 is I always remember. But um, I mean, the guy is a. Uh, I mean, to, to be honest with you, though, they look at the guy's record. He's a New York Giant. He's a New York Jet. He almost got us to the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, he, he he screwed our team, you know, but he gave us two. We got two draft picks. We got uh, John Abraham, which was, which to me to still today is kind of our best pass rusher. Um, mm-hmm. So he we got two picks from Chad Pennington, two of our, two of our mm-hmm. greatest players, uh, one of our best quarterbacks. So, I mean, if we got it the coaching stuff right, we would be in the Super Bowl by now. But, um, you know, it is what it is, man. But nobody's sat up here, but I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Very excited yeah. that he's yeah. gone. Really? Yeah, and I mean, uh, let me Stuck tell you something, uh, Patriots. Let me tell you, Patriots fans, you're gonna, uh, <laughs> you're about to feel the burn for real. Because look, as much as I dislike him, and I will be talking about how much I dislike him later on in the show, yeah. he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And we can deny that. We well, we cannot. You can't deny it because it's there. We can hate him no, all we want, but that man, he always had a solid staff. And he always, right. you know, came out with, with coaches that can put things together. And I can't stand him. And I'm happy that he is out the AFC East. I'm happy that he is out of uh, the Patriots. And I hope he takes some time off, man. No need to rush back. Take about 20 years off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 20, 30 years. Yeah. Get yourself together. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Worry about your personal Well, there's rumors. Affairs. There's rumors. There's rumors he's going he's gonna to take off a year. But I don't yeah. see him leaving. Yeah, this, is, this is the thing. This is the thing. He lives in this area. He's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't see him going to the West Coast, you know. So he's looking at a couple. If he comes back to football, it's going to be one of the, uh, to me, I mean, it's going to be the East Coast team. It's going to be either if the guy from the Giants falls out another year, he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you never know what will happen with this, with this. You never know what will happen next year, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. if, if he takes a year off, man, and Robert Scott mm-hmm. has another bad year, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my Anything's possible here. Oh, my you know what I'm saying? goodness. And I, I cannot and believe that you but, are even trying to discuss the possibility I, of that man being a head know, coach in your death. <laughs> Okay, he's Come not on. leaving this area. Come on, he, he is not Come leaving. On. Listen, listen. Come on, he's not leaving. I, listen, Joe, I'm telling you, he's not leaving this area. He's not going to, Bill, to San Francisco. He's not Washington. Listen, and listen there, there's a lot of things. Saying, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm, hold on a second, Chris. I'm, I'm there's a lot of things. Listen. Hold on, Chris. There's a lot of things, right? That I'm willing to have an open mind upon, and yeah, you know, but listen. Bill Belichick hates the Jets. We all know that. He's done everything in his power to screw us that he can, okay? He screwed us in the draft. He would take former players of ours and utilize them in different ways and screw us over that way. Right. He screw us over during games. He hates the right. Jets and trust. We hate him just as much as he hates us, even more, okay, because he kept us from winning multiple times, all right? There's, there's, just, right. there's no way I, he ever – ever, I think, becomes the head coach of the New York Jets, no matter, you know, 
Who else? I don't. I don't think he'd ever want to come here ever again. Anyway, oh, so I, I just I, I can't see that happening. <laughs> I can't see that happening. We, yeah, let's let's just move on, man. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson. A lot of people saying, "Hey, season's over," and that effectively will end his time here as a New York Jet as well. Do you think we see Zach Wilson return next season? No, no, he's. Not. I think he's okay. going to go to another team. I think he's. Uh, I think he wants to wants to you know go to another offense where he can run around and you know do all this stuff and you know when I saw Zach Wilson when it. And we rem- and I remember talking to you about this. I remember we discussing this in detail, right? I was a Zach, uh, um, Justin Fields guy. I always wanted Justin Fields in this team. I felt Justin Fields was the better quarterback. You know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily subscribe to the point that Zach Wilson – the only wee reason we drafted Zach Wilson is because he said he was good in the West Coast offense. He fit the offense. Well, he did fit the offense. And, you know, sometimes it takes a quarterback a, a long time to find his way in the, in the thing. But I always felt that Justin – they said, oh, he's going to run around, he's going to get hurt, he's going to be – I always felt that Justin Fields was the, was the best pick that the Jets could have made. After I seen what he did mm. in Clemson, I thought there was no way. When they said, oh, this kid Zach Wilson is going to be the next big thing. He's, gonna, he's got the West Coast offense. And they sold us. They were running for And this is when he was like Aaron Rodgers, and he was going to learn from him. And everything else, but you know, Zach doesn't can't read defenses, man. I mean, mm. uh, he has a great arm. Yeah, listen, but that takes time. Yeah, I mean, look, he was better this year than he has been in the past. But uh, I don't know, man. I, Chris, I'm telling you, I got a feeling that Zach will be here next year. I just got a feeling. I don't know what it is. I mean, we we got. I just got I mean, a feeling. I'm not I mean, saying that. If you're, if I want to be clear. I, I want to be clear. I don't think he's going to be here as a starter, clearly, right? Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter. But I think what they're going to try to do is get an extension or something for him to keep him here for at least two more years to allow Aaron Rodgers to play out, you know, or, or be done and wrap up whatever he wants to do here with the Jets. And then after right. that is said and done, I feel like Zach Wilson will will have another chance to really, you know, either sink or swim as a starter here, because I feel like what's going to happen is they're going to want to re up and try to do what they were doing this season, what they were going to do this season before Aaron Rodgers went down. That's what I feel like is coming. That's, that's just, so you're going to have, so you're going to have, that's just my take. So there's something you're, you're going to have, mm-hmm. uh, Zach will, I mean, uh, you're going to have, uh, Aaron Rodgers who they are mm-hmm. targeting as the bill. Quarterback. And what there's a backup quarterback they're targeting is, is, is Ryan Tannehill. You know what I'm saying? That's why they keep the Keith Carter because they want Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's the only reason they keep. That's the only reason he's staying. So they want they want Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so that's the only reason they keep the Keith Carter around because he has a good mm-hmm. relationship with Ryan Tannehill. And then they're gonna then they then. So I don't see the you know the the money for Zach Wilson if they if it goes if they do a low bid extension, I, I I think so. But I think that. Um, the um the cap situation spending that much money on the quarterback when they got to get you know they got to get Bryce Huff on the contract they got to get back mm-hmm. in they got to get three new probably three new offensive linemen uh two or three mm-hmm. uh I don't think the, it, it fits I think this I think Zach is this he he's I think he, I think he'll be good but I think it's two or three more years down the line he'll be good but I don't think it, it's, yeah. I think he'll be well, late, I mean, he'll be better late in this year. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's only making like I think like a, a ten or eleven million uh, next season anyway, uh, if they keep him. But again, if they can work out a deal to bring that down and again extend them, maybe the, yeah, I something, mean, yeah. something I mean, like something, again, something like thing. yeah, something like what we saw from the Packers with Jordan Love. I'm telling you, I just got a yeah. feeling. I just yeah. want to put that take out there. I just oh. got a feeling. Now you talked about Keith Carter. It's interesting. I wanted to get into that with you as well. What are your thoughts, man? It seems like Keith, Carter, Keith Carter isn't very well yeah, liked he, by he, Brees he, Hall and Mackay Beckton. What are your thoughts whole, about that, the man? The only reason – I think that what they're going to do is they're going to bring out an offensive assistant, right? And I think the coaching staff is going to be – going to add to the coaching staff this year. So I could see an established coach at, coming to the Jets um, as a as – a, as Like a, add how? Because they've already coach. come out and talked about that they're going to keep their coaching staff in place. Like what? What coach? Yeah. Are, what, what coach would you even think would be? I'm talking about like because... a game coordinator or something like that, or maybe another coach uh, in the building. They're gonna bring somebody else in the building. I, you know, what I'm okay. I think Keith Carter is there for Ryan Tannehill. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only reason I, I would see him staying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill, and I, I welcome it if you were to come here, but I don't think you have to have. Keith Carter to, to get Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I think um, you have, think have that, to have some type of familiar offense and stuff. When a guy wants to switch teams, like Aaron, mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers has done, you want to have some familiarity with the offense. Since mm-hmm. the all offensive staff is gone, I think Keith Carter provides something that you know protections and calls and stuff where Ryan Tannehill well, can um, feel comfortable. So, yeah, that's I what mean, I think. That's, that, to I, me. I, yeah, I hear you, but I think that that Hackett is is more in line with that stuff as far as calls and what he's going to bring to the table as far as game planning and stuff for the offense. Of course, Keith Carter is involved in like the running game coordination and stuff, and he does the offensive line stuff. But I, I think that's more um, in line with with Hackett and his offensive game plan and what he brings to the table. Now, again, Tannehill is a guy that that the Jets, according to rumors, were looking at in the past as well. So we'll see what happens going forward. But I'm telling you this situation with Keith Carter is interesting. So my final question before I let you go, Chris, give me your thoughts, man. We saw Sauce Garner, Quentin Williams, he's a pro bowler. We got Sauce Garner as an all-pro and a pro bowler again. What are your thoughts about how phenomenal this kid has been since we drafted him, man? I thought, you know, when I, I, when I saw Sauce Gardner, I thought he was going to be, he's a Hall of Famer. And uh, I, Whoa, I already knew that. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's Sauce, good. Sauce be a Hall of Famer. Go ahead, go ahead. There's few guys. There's few guys in these drafts that you look at and be like, "Man, this guy's gonna have a, this guy's gonna have a Hall of Fame career." Sauce is one of them. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, listen, Chris, know, I'm gonna, go ahead, finish up. No, last, last, last thing before I go, the tenth pick, and I've asked a lot of Jet fans this: Would you trade the tenth pick for an established full-blood left tackle? Would you trade it for? A Pro Bowl type left tackle. Would you trade that pick? Uh, like what? What? Like a Pro Bowl left tackle that's like super old, or a Pro Bowl left tackle that's still in his prime? Like what yeah, are we talking? I mean, like a, like a single guy, super young. Like, would you go to like the Minnesota Vikings who are looking for a quarterback, and would you trade mm-hmm. that pick for their left tackle? I don't know who. Well, I mean, let, let's just say if it was a left tackle that was out there. That was solid. That was a Pro Bowl guy, and his contract made sense. Yeah, I would look to do it. I would look yeah. to do that. Okay. If his, if his contract made sense and he wasn't, it wasn't going to destroy us cap wise, and he was always and he was already the goods. Let's say he's somewhere in his twenties, 
Uh, yeah, and especially if it's mid to early 20s, yeah, I'm making a move. I'm trading it. All right. Done deal. So, <laughs> listen, Chris, thank you all for right. calling in. Next time thanks. I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? I think so. All right, absolutely, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We're getting to everyone, okay? Again, salutes to all the savages in the chat. I see you going back and forth. Bree Fanatic, salutes to you as well, Bree. Dakota, I see you. GVH, salutes. All right? GVH says, as long as the ability tree continues to not do well, I'm happy. Everyone been trash except for Vrabel. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's the type of Belichick hate that I need to lose, GVH. Yes. I need that. All right? We're going to be talking about him a little bit later on. Little Balloon, I see you in the building. Salutes, Dakota, everybody. All right? Dano, I see you. All right? We're going to keep moving forward, okay? 515 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? I'm hyped up. I'm hyped up. Dane salutes. Dano says, uh, popping in to say I'm subbing and liking. Huge couple of NY Jets live streams here on YouTube, but work Monday through Thursday night, so it's hard for me to find lives on Friday and Saturday nights. Glad to see you. We'll see you more next Salutes, man. Thank you. And again, please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Again, we're live, taking calls, 515-602-9629. Salutes to all the savages. Keep putting your, uh, keep putting your, your questions and your thoughts in the chat, and I'll come to you all in between calls. Next, we're going to Ronald, man. We're going to Ronald Perry. And I know Ronald has some things that he wants to say because uh, – let me tell you something. There's a lot of things moving and shaking around here. A lot of things moving and shaking with the New York Jets, okay? So we're going to go to that man and see what he has to say about what's happening here, all right? Uh, actually, before him, we're going to go to 516. We're going to 516 before that, all right? 516 salutes. Welcome to the show. I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about the New York Jets ending the season with a W. Okay. Uh, my name is Joseph from Levittown, uh, Long Island, New York. And uh, my thoughts on the end of the season that, I mean, the coaching staff, the players, they all needed that win. That was obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropping down to 10 when we could have had a 6-6, I mean, yeah, that sucks, but this tackle, uh, you know, pl- plenty of tackle prospects that are very good to see in mm-hmm. this draft class. So, yeah, to see that. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Joseph, first off, I want to thank you for calling in. You know, you're a new caller. I really enjoy talking to a lot of different people that uh, love this football team as much as I do. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I understand that people are – some are upset about – you know, the New York Jets winning this game, and they talk about draft position. Look, we still got a, the 10th pick. We're fine. And there's still going to be opportunities for us to be able to grab a tackle that we need, you know, offensive lineman that we need, so that we can continue to get better up front and properly protect our quarterback. I don't think it's just the, – the tackles or the offensive line help or the offensive line talent don't just stop 
at alt in the tackle from Penn State. There's other guys as well. I, I just talked about Latham. I just talked about uh, Mims. You know, there's, there's other guys, a kid out in Oregon State. There's so many other guys here that we'll be able to grab that can come in here and help us. And also free agency. I think a lot of people are forgetting about that. Again, I don't think the New York Jets are going to have the type of, you know, cash to maybe pay a top-tier left tackle if one falls out in free agency here. Uh, but there's still opportunities for us to grab, you know, something there that can also help just in case we don't get enough in the draft. Now, as we talk about, you know, as beating the Patriots, snapping that 15-game winning streak, Joseph, there's a lot of people that think that this is Zach's, you know, final season as a Jet, man, that it's over. What are your thoughts on what you saw from him throughout his time here so far, and do you think that this season puts an end to him being in a New York Jets uniform? I mean, disappointment. That's number one word for him, obviously, but – I mean, we saw some flashes, the Chiefs game, the Texans game. It was all there. But mm-hmm. with no offensive line help, only one good wide receiver. I mean, I can't see him as succeeding anywhere near this offense at all. Can he succeed mm. maybe in the Minnesota Vikings? For sure, but his time's over here. There's no way. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I, listen, I've talked about it. I, I, I feel like there's going to be an extension done, and I feel like he could end up here two more years, but that's just my feeling. I could see it going the other way as well. I could see this being it. Again, we know the struggles. He's been up and down, like you said as well, the flashes, the Chiefs game was a flash, the Eagle game, they were flashes. There was a lot of flashes of solid play and possible greatness. Zach Wilson, where you could see, man, he's got the talent. He's got the arm strength, but there wasn't, to this point, there hasn't been enough consistency. And then we also saw, you know, the downs, the lack of confidence, him just being completely seemingly overwhelmed, especially with the media um, and the fan base just being on top of him and the expectations. So maybe he, you know, walks out the door this season. Again, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, trade rumors surrounding him. So we'll see how that goes forward, but I don't know. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. Now, Joseph, as we continue to talk about this football team, Man, at the postseason presser, after the season was over, man, Garrett Wilson just seemed like he just was – he said himself he felt like this is the worst season, you know, that he's ever had, even though he had over 1,000 yards for the second time in his career, first as a rookie and now as a second-year player. And he talked about how the Jets' offense just seems to struggle, doesn't adjust well, and how this is the hardest that offense has been in his entire career, you know. Again, we know he's at Ohio State. And what do you make of that, man? Like, are you concerned about him at some point just checking out because of all of the the losing and all of the wear and tear that there's been? And what are your thoughts about how this offense could get better next season from a schematic standpoint? Do you put a lot of that on Hackett or do you put it elsewhere? Well, for starters, obviously, season ended basically right away. Rodgers, he's a difference maker. Like, you know, to Dak, if Dak wasn't the Cowboys' starting quarterback, you think they'd be having a good offense? Probably not. It's more of like after that, nothing looked right. I mean, we were probably the worst offense for a good 12-week stretch, for being honest here. Uh, I don't know how it can be fixed. We need offensive line help, maybe a wide receiver too. But – Ah, it's mainly that offensive line, man. They can't, they couldn't hold their own for two seconds. I'm pretty sure my five-year-old brother couldn't hold <laughs> those guys. <laughs> it's just 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a point there, man. I'll tell you, because there were some games where things just did not look good at all. Guys oh, were struggling. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I saw Lakin blocking Bakai Becton. <laughs> Awful. And, I mean, Billy Turner, come on, bro. He was he's, – he's been awful since we signed him. He was awful in the offseason all the way into the season. Joseph, you are on fire right now. My next question for you, man, as we continue forward, we got a Sauce Garner Pro Bowler, all pro. Uh, we got Quentin Williams named as a Pro Bowler as well. We got Quincy Williams. First time All Pro uh, AP. What are your thoughts about these Jets? This, this the players on the Jets defense getting there just do man. We got a couple guys really showing up and showing out, or you know, to the rest of the league. What are your thoughts about the Pro Bowl votes and, and the All Pro guys we have here? Well, obviously Quincy was snubbed from Pro Bowl. That's poor too. Like Antoine Winfield Jr. He should have been a Pro Bowl, but yeah, I mean, it's really also down to coaching because like. When you see the offensive mm-hmm. coaching to the defensive coaching, it's more defense. But mm-hmm. also the elite talent that we have on defense kind of helps. Because, like, did you see the PFF rankings for defense and offense? No, I haven't. I haven't at all. Okay. The Jets' defense was ranked number one by PFF standards. The Jets' mm-hmm. offense, 32nd. I mean, that tells you everything <laughs> right there. Yeah. 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 I mean, you uh, yeah. It, it's – it's a rough season, but I tell you, man, those those you know to have guys that are that are so young, especially a guy again, you know, Sauce Garner, just he's a monster, man. To draft a guy like that and to know, like, I, I don't think anybody thought that he was. Of course, we thought he was going to be good, but to be an All Pro two years in a row, Pro Bowler two years in a row, rookie second year, like that's just amazing. And I, and I always talk about these young foundational building blocks. That's what the draft is about if you really want to build a solid team, getting guys that you can move forward with. And to have him not only be a you know, young building block, a guy that's solid that we can move forward with, you know, forget solid. This guy's elite. He's literally, to me personally, I know I'm going to get some hate from this from outside, but look, to me, Sauce Garner is the best corner in the league, hands down. I think he's better than everybody. I don't think there's okay? any doubt about that anymore. Yeah, you know, th- listen, I get, I get a lot of hate. <laughs> I get a lot of hate. I've been called a, a, a homer and a hater before. Uh, but, uh, listen, I think Sauce, Sauce is the best in the league. And another thing as well to see a guy like Quincy Williams get his just due as well. Here's a guy that Joe Douglas took a flyer on on a late signing after getting released by the Jaguars, and boom, he's brought into the building in a – He's an all-pro this year as well. He's playing some phenomenal linebacker. So kudos to those players, and also kudos to Joe Douglas as well for doing his due diligence and getting these guys in the building. You know, even Quentin Williams, he made sure that that deal was done so he stayed a Jet. And I remember that there was a time, I remember this, I don't know if everybody else does, but I definitely remember, there was a time where Jets fans wanted to trade Quentin Williams. I remember it. I remember people wanting to move on from him. I remember Jets fans saying, do not give him a fifth-year option, and if Joe Douglas hadn't listen, had to listen to that, we'd be in a you know we'd be up a creek. But here we are, you know we've got these guys in the building and they're playing to the wall and looking great. Now, before I let you go, Joseph, because you've been really spitting some heat, man. You got a fire call here going on. You look at this situation here, man, and we're sitting down. Billichek is now out of the Patriots building. He's no longer the head coach there, man. 
how good does it make you feel to know that he is gone? I mean, that dude's had our number for eons, it feels like. I mean, longer than I've been born. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's a great feeling that we sent him off with his final L and tied the most uh, losses in, like, NFL history mm-hmm. for a co- head coach. It's just, mm-hmm. thank God. I mean, he, he's known how to beat us every which way. It's, no, that's all i got to be thankful for for this season. If, if that's anything, that's a success on its own. Just <laughs> Yeah, listen, Joseph, it was great speaking to you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Yep. All right, you have yourself a good one. We're going to keep into these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers, all right? Next, we're going to Mike. Mike from Tom's River, we're coming directly to you. We know he's got some heat. Max, you'll be next. Other call as well. Hold on. We're getting to everybody. Salutes to you, Mike. Before I even let Mike talk, for those of you that do not know, Mike is a savage. <laughs> Mike, salutes. We're sitting here having a discussion about so many things moving and shaking. A lot of people upset that the New York Jets uh, won the final game against the Patriots. They wanted a possibly, you know, maybe to move up in the draft. I don't know if that was necessarily there. Again, there was a lot of scenarios moving and shaking. Are you upset that the New York Jets broke the 15-game losing streak to the Patriots with a W? Uh, not really, but I did predict them to lose. I hope them to lose because they could have been like the number five pick. But mm-hmm. I'll take the 10th pick. You know, I'll, go with, I'll go with that okay. kid uh, from Notre Dame, Paul, you know, left tackle. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. Okay, okay. Now, as we're looking at the situation, right, we're sitting here now. We're watching things move and shake. Uh, again, we beat the Patriots 17-3. And after the season, again, there was a presser. We saw guys that you know, looked kind of dejected, Garrett Wilson being one of them. Are you concerned, man, with mm. all the things that's gone on here offensively that we might end up losing him? He might check out. Because at some point, man, I mean, this guy – he said it all, man. And he even said more after that as well. He talked about how he talked to the coaching staff, and they just let him vent. He didn't go into exactly what he said to them. I don't think he'll ever – I don't think he'll ever actually say that publicly. But it was clear as day that just the tidbit that he gave us, right, talking about a lack of adjustments on offense, talking about all this stuff. Are you concerned that if we don't find a way to get this offense going, if we don't start to find a way to innovate, with this offense, that we could end up losing a guy like Garrett Wilson and go check out. Well, I think Garrett Wilson, he, he plays, he's very competitive, you know. I, I love that, you know. That's what you want. You know, he's going to be a captain, you know. Um, I, think, I think it's frustration, but I think it's, it all goes down on Paul Hackett because uh, in the beginning of the year, he, the first four plays, two out of the four pass plays that he called, on a left tackle and the right tackle, they did the chop block. Yep. I've never seen that yep. done before in my entire life. And that got Aaron Rodgers hurt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but but Paul Hackett, he can't uh, fit the system to fit his players, you know, to make his players better, you know. He can't do that. Yeah. Every play, like every every game, the first play of the game is run up the middle. Run up the middle. <laughs> it, it, it's so obvious. 
Everybody yeah. knows he's going to do it, and he still does it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, I hate Paul. Yeah. He's worse, he's worse than his father. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Listen, I, I, again, what jarred me when, when listening to Garrett was him openly talk about his frustrations mm. with the lack of adjustments. The fact that he he's he right said though. it just he said yeah he's absolutely right and this is something that even Jets fans you know we talk about listen he said look <laughs> I'm watching from the sideline and I'm watching other teams make offense look easy and we can't do that I don't understand like why this is happening and when teams are doing stuff we should adjust to that listen the calling card of good offenses or good offensive minds around the league is that they adjust. We talk about hating uh, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, which I, I'm going to talk to you about him in a second. But, I mean, that was his calling card. His, his, not only his mm-hmm. offensive team, the game plan would adjust from quarter to quarter to quarter, sometimes it, it, from, from drive to drive. That, that's how they won so much because you never could figure out what they were doing, how they were going to do it, or how they were going to execute. You just couldn't figure it out. It was just a house of mirrors. You could, they had so many things moving and shaking over there. From that, they came up with their own formations at one point, those multi-tight end packages that they were running out at one point. Like, it was so many things that they were doing over there to get inventive and change things around. It's like, you know, if you don't start doing that, you know, and again, we look around the league outside of just the Patriots. There's, you know, Andy Reid, you know, Sean McVay, all these guys, like, they adjust on the fly, quick. If they see that you're doing yep. something that they can take advantage of, they do. So, Nathaniel Hackett, these guys got to step it up. I mean, am I right, Mike? Yeah, he, I think he's he just uh, he's riding the coattails of, of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is mm. responsible for that. For one, he won the uh, the MVP of the year and everything when Paul Hackett was was the offensive coordinator. I think that was all Rodgers. Mm. Okay. Okay. Look, there's a lot of people saying that, man. A lot of people saying, "Listen, the the jig is up. <laughs> we don't think that you're the great <laughs> offensive mind that." We were sold. It might have all been Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of Jets fans out there saying that. I'm not saying I'm saying it. I'm saying that there's a lot of Jets fans out there saying that. And I understand, especially when you look at the results that we saw this season. Now, as we continue to discuss this football team here, Mike, there's a lot of people saying that Zach Wilson, this is it. This is the end of the road for him. Do you think that this is the last season that we'll see Zach Wilson in the Jets uniform? Do you think that he'll actually be here next season? Uh, I think I mentioned four, and I said if they don't restructure his contract, I guess what he makes eleven million next year. Yeah, I think it's um, eleven if, million. If, yeah, if, if, he he can't be paid eleven million dollars for a backup. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm. If he they do like a two year deal or something like that and restructure it, yeah, let him sit. But he still he still can't read defense. He still can't pick up the line the Mike linebacker. He can't ship offensive line. Which side does the protection coming from? He still can't do that, and it's three years in the league. I, I think he'll never be able to do that. Mm. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I know. Again, I know there's a lot of people that uh, you know, are, are ready to close the door on him, and I get it. And I get it. Mm. Um, I, I root for the. I root for the kid. I root for the kid. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I get it, but I, I don't know. Something's telling me that there's a chance they're going to try to keep him around. Mm-hmm. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. Because this coaching staff, they've said it through hell or high water. And I understand there's been a lot of rumors and 
people saying that he's going to get traded and he didn't want to come back into the game. None of that was actually founded by anyone. And I understand that, you know, look, I, I respect all of our, you know, well, beat, media, even our beat writers do have a history. Yeah. <laughs> Mike said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> Mike, Mike said it. I didn't say it. Okay. Don't, don't, don't say that Joe said that. I'm it's, just saying what Mike said true, is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, so. I think it's going to be very interesting going forward, but I just got a feeling that this may not be, you know, the last time or the last year that we see him in a Jets uniform. Now, as we continue on, man, we got some pro bowlers in the building. All right. Quentin Williams, Sauce Garner. We also got Sauce Garner and Quincy uh, making AP all pro, man. What are your thoughts about uh, those guys getting those accolades, man? That's great. I mean, it's really great. Like, like Sauce, he's, he's been, He's been nasty, you know. Uh, Quincy, so he, he he lit it up. Quentin, he had a better year this year than he did last year, but he had more sacks. It's what twelve and a half sacks last year, but he was getting yeah, double team, yeah. triple team, and he mm-hmm. had better stats minus the sacks, you know. You know, but, but he was mm-hmm. dominant. I mean, dominant. Uh, we're yeah. looking good, and so, so did uh, like um, CJ. He uh, he blew some coverage. Passes, you know, in games, mm-hmm. but man, you know, but we're we're yeah. loaded on defense. I'm I'm not worried about that. You know, mm-hmm. we got to fix the offensive line. We got to get uh, wide receiver number two is a mm-hmm. must. I do not want uh, Devontae Adams. I do not want him. He's 31 years old. He's on his he's on a decline now. I I do not want him. Mm-hmm. I want the guy from uh, Cincinnati. I want I want him. Uh, T Higgins, I think is who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I look, and it, you know, we'll, we'll talk about free agency and all the things that's going to move, but I think the the Devontae Adams dream, I just, I think is just that. I don't think we can afford Devontae Adams, and I don't think we can not not just from a monetary standpoint, as far as just the cap. But I don't. We don't have we any draft We don't have no draft Yeah, exactly. We we, can, we don't have the capital to give up for him. And I think a lot of Jets fans yep. often lose sight of how important the offensive line is, which is crazy because that's what killed us this season. Yep. <laughs> and yep. it, killed us, it killed us last year, too. There were struggles with our offensive line. Guys were getting hurt and went yep. down. Um, it killed us this year as well. Aaron Rodgers went down because of it. I know you talking about, you know, the, the four plays in is when he, you know, tore, it got his Achilles torn. But did anybody remember, like, the first couple of plays, he was running for his life, like literally running for yep. his life. Um, after 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 the play call, the um, play so, call was horrible, and guys were flying by. And again, these are all things that we knew because our offensive line was going to struggle, and Dwayne Brown was letting up pressure like crazy. It was wild. So yeah, he never I, I know pre-season. it's not the yeah, it's not it's not the sexiest thing to do. And I say this every year. Listen, we need to re up and get more fat boys in here. We need to get guys that yes. can protect our quarterback because if you don't, you, you're going to lose. You know, Aaron Rodgers is our yep. our. our our, our greatest – he's our diamond. He's our crown jewel. He's our key to a Super Bowl. If you're not going to protect him, get ready to lose, man. Get ready to lose. So He's, he's, a, he's now, another coach on the field. Yeah, literally. Literally. Literally, man. Yep. So, as we continue on, man, my final question for you, Mike. Bilicek has been fired. No longer a Patriot. <laughs> he's up in the air. And let me tell you something, man. I could not – be happier right i'm so excited to see him gone i'm hyped i'm fired up 
And I, I'm just I'm just beside myself, man. What are your thoughts about him <laughs> no longer being the AFC East, no longer being the head coach of the New England Patriots? Oh, I love it. Some he didn't write it on a napkin when he retired from the Patriots <laughs> like he did when he did with the Jets, right? Am I right? Yeah. 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 Oh. And I, I was watching Fox News, and they had uh, the the bar the bar Barcelona owner Dave Pointe, you know. I like him. He did the pizza reviews and everything, you know. And they were interviewing, him, and then he was talking about Bill Belichick retiring. He goes, "Oh, he goes, everybody hates the Patriots because they just win. They just win, you know, like the Yankees, blah blah blah." I'm like, "No, dude, they hate they hate them because they got caught cheating. Yeah, they're cheaters. Yeah, yes." That's why they hate him. Yeah, twice. Oh, twice. <laughs> and, and don't forget the twice. Tuck, don't forget the puck rule too. The puck rule. Oh, remember that? Yeah, that's how it all started. That was annoying. Mm-hmm. That's where it started with Brady. Oh. Brady and the Raiders. Yep. I'm so Wild. I'm so glad he's gone. I'm so glad he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's he's so, he's so he's so uh, arrogant. He's so arrogant. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and he, can take that, he can take that hoodie. He can take that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mike, this is a great call from you. I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? No problem, man. Absolutely. Yeah, Mike said uh, you can take that hoodie and, uh, you know, put it where it needs to go. That's all I'm going to say. This is YouTube. I got to be careful, Okay. <laughs> There's a place that that hoodie can go, okay? And uh, it isn't sunny, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that, all right? Deflate gate, spy gate. Very interesting, okay? I respect him. I respect him. But I will take the time to rejoice and kick your back in when it needs to be kicked in. That felt good to flush Bill Belichick. That felt good. I got to do it again. One more. You're no longer the coach of the Patriots. The joys, the joys, the joys of watching that happen. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639-515. 602 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, we're going to Max. Max, we're coming directly to you. Savages, keep putting your comments and questions in the chat as well. We'll be coming to you very soon. But we got to get to Max, man. Listen, for those of you that do not know, this man, Max, he's a savage. <laughs> Max Lutz, I'm all right. How, How are, are you, doing? my friend? Good I'm good. to hear I'm from good. you. And I've been watching some highlights, preparing for draft season, preparing for the draft. Who do you want the Jets to draft? Because I think what I was saying is that we need to get offensive line in first round, and then there's a sleeper mm-hmm. prospect I really like as wide receiver. Third-round prospect, mm-hmm. Brendan Rice, USA. I was watching USC mm-hmm. Colorado highlights. This guy can fit our offense pretty good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look. 
we'll definitely be talking about that more, but early, especially right now, uh, first round pick, we gotta take uh we gotta take offensive line. I I don't think just first round. I think third round as well. I'm thinking the New York Jets should probably go offensive line with possibly their first two to three picks. Because there's a lot of people talking about left tackle being an issue. And, you know, it is, again, we'll see what happens going forward with Makai Becton. If they bring him back on maybe a one- or two-year deal, that could kind of solve that situation there. But I think a lot of people are forgetting about that right tackle spot. That right tackle spot is a, is a mess, too. I want to see ATV move back into guard, okay? He's a solid right tackle. But I want to see him move back into guard, and I want to see us address that right tackle position. Because Max Mitchell this year, you know, not that guy. Injury issues again, right, couldn't stay healthy. We know that Billy Turner is not that guy, you know. So there's a lot of issues there, and I, I'd like to see that addressed, get a stud in there. And a lot of people want to get rid of Lakin Tomlinson, right? So we're going to need a guard. We're going to need somebody that can start there at left guard. Free agency we got coming up as well. So we'll see if the New York Jets address any of those positions. But if you're trying to get – some top guys at those positions, get ready to pay out of the wazoo because that's how it works, right? That's how it works there. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see who we end up, you know, getting that, uh, see who we end up drafting, how we end up, you know, grabbing some guys to make this team better because we know, uh, you know, everybody's standing and waiting to compete for a Super Bowl next season there with Aaron Rodgers. So we got to make sure guys are ready. Now, as we continue to talk about this, you know, the Jets ended the, the season with a W. You're talking about the draft. We're talking about things moving and shaking around here. Do you think that this is Zach Wilson's final year as a New York Jet? Do you think it's over of for course, him here? Of course it's Zach Wilson's final year. He sucks. He's not going to be on the team. I'll be so pissed if Zach Wilson comes back. I'll be like, no, 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 Zach Wilson's not coming back. Bro, I think I'm better than Zach Wilson. His first two years, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Bro, he, and everyone's like, oh, he improved third year. He did because he was horrible last year. He was probably, like, the worst quarterback I've seen. So, of course, he improved because he was that bad last year. Even even the the backup, backup the practice squad, uh, Chris Trevler, who was only good at running, uh, good at passing, was better than Zach Wilson. So, of course, he improved from last year. But, like, last year was, like, the lowest I've ever seen in a Jets quarterback in, 40, in like, since I started watching him in 2013. So, no one's going to be on the team. We should probably okay. try to get a backup quarterback. We should probably get Garner Minshew is a really good backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Very reliable. Mm-hmm. He actually was very yeah. reliable. Almost led the Colts to the playoffs. So he would be a good backup quarterback. Good game manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, look, we'll, we'll see what happens. I Like I said, I, and I'm going to keep saying this, I got a feeling. I got a feeling that he could be here, you know, next year and maybe beyond that, you know, for a restructure, I, I could see it happening. I just got a feeling, but Max definitely let us know where he stood there. Now, as we continue forward and talking about this football team, man, you got Quentin Williams, right? Sauce making a Pro Bowl. Quincy got snubbed, right? He wasn't a starter yeah. as a Pro Bowler, but he did make the AP All-Pro team along with Sauce Garner. What are your thoughts about the accolades that those guys have gotten, man? I mean, it's pretty great. I mean, other past, past Jets teams, there was maybe like one player, Jamal Adams, who won, who won the Pro Bowl. So it's pretty accomplishing that the Jets, a couple players on the Pro Bowl. That shows how good Douglas is. And everyone's like, oh, Douglas should be fired. I'm like, yeah, but he was a good GM. He was better than like previous GMs combined. Like we had good picks as Sauce and Brees and 
I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a couple of bad picks, but, you know, every GM doesn't have good picks. I mean, not every GM is perfect. I mean, yeah, Zach Wilson was probably the worst pick of them all. I mean, he was bad. I mean, but to be fair, the 2021 quarterback draft was bad. The only good quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, and he's, like, one of the most overrated players in football. I mean, Ooh. did you see the Jaguars? I mean, they were 8 and Talk about it, man. 96 chance to make the playoffs. Look, mm-hmm. collapsed like the 28 Jets. It was like 98, missed the playoffs. It was like, how, like, how did you miss the playoffs if you were 96% like, in it? It was like weird. <laughs> <laughs> Max letting it off, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You know that, listen, I, I I see your point there, okay, because that, that, that draft was tough. A lot of people, you know, talk about Justin Fields and all these things, but in Trevor Lawrence, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he was supposed to be, you know, like the second coming of, you know, uh, something crazy. And he's, I, I think he's hes looked all right, but there's there's been some issues with his makeups there. So I see where you're coming from, Max. He's definitely, uh, you know, letting it be known. Now, as we're sitting here right now, man, I want you to give me your thoughts on Garrett Wilson and what he had to say about the Jets' offense struggling and how frustrated he seemed. He seemed speaking to the media once the season had closed, man. Are you concerned about us losing a guy like him going forward, as far as him just checking out if the Jets don't keep things together? I'm totally concerned. I mean, yeah, we have Aaron Rodgers, but Nathaniel Hackett's like a bad coordinator. I mean, Mike before everyone was like, oh, he's a bad coordinator. Yeah, because he had Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson was horrible his first years. He couldn't even complete a screen pass, and I'm like, and I never played football. I'm like, I could have probably completed some of those screen passes to the players. I was like, that's – and then everyone was like, oh, the floor is just terrible. I mean, every quarterback that played on the floor, other than Zach Wilson, 400 yards, 300 yards. Like, they played amazing. And the floor was a great coordinator. And we got Hackett. And Hackett's, like, a really bad coordinator. He looks – he looks – he makes Adam Gase look like a, look like Sean McVay. <laughs> he makes Adam oh. Gase look good. Like, that was probably the worst Jets offense I've watched in my life. Like, really? Like, oh, you have passing touchdowns. Like, that is just anemic. I like, guess it's bad. Yeah. Like, how do you have a lot of yeah. touchdowns? The only other team that had it was the 2012 Chiefs. It was, like, crazy. Why was it, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, anytime you bring up Adam Gaze, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. You know? Yeah, but this, it, it was rough. It was very rough this year, and especially, again, with the lack of adjustments. And Garrett Wilson spoke about that publicly. <laughs> he said other teams other teams are making this look easy, and this is the, this is the, the worst, that this is the, the toughest that offense has been for me in my career. It's mind-blowing. Now, my final question for you, Max, Bilicek is no longer the new, is no longer the new England Patriots head coach, man. How excited are you to know that he will, we will not have to see that man ever again over there in the Patriots, on the Patriots sideline. How excited are you to know that he is out of the door and out of the AFC East? So excited because, I mean, Bill Belichick was his great coach. I mean, and everyone should respect Belichick. I mean, he won six Super Bowls, but, I mean, he always cheated, even with Brady. I mean, I've heard, like, mm-hmm. they deflated football. Like, there was, like, stuff, oh, they just deflated football because, oh, Tommy didn't yeah. want to, like, and the play football, and then the top rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, pre like two thousands, it was like if it had was like went forward, it was always a fumble. But then because of Tommy Brady, 
because of Tom Brady. Let's just, like, make a talk rule and then all this other, like, spy game. Remember when they found the Jets with Mangini? It was, like, crazy. Like, why would you ever, like, want to spy on a team? And I know now that the that Belichick is fired. The Patriots are going to suck for 10 years. I mean, Mayo looks like everyone's like, oh, he's such a good coach. I mean, he's he's been a coordinator for four years. He hasn't had the coordinator experience. I mean, he's going to be a bad coach. He's going to turn to a Freddie Kitchens experience. Mm. Freddie Kitchens has no coaching experience. Head coach of the Browns, horrible as a Browns coach. Mm. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I don't wish, you know, any type of success or the Patriots whatsoever, as everyone knows. I am a – I just like the Patriots and especially the Dolphins uh, as well. You know, we're here in the AFC East. I want them to wash out, but we'll see what happens going forward. But I am happy, beyond happy, that Bilicek is out. Listen, Max, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Okay. All right, you have a good one. Listen, man. A lot of things moving and shaking around here, all right? A lot of things moving and shaking, man. And I am so glad that Bilicek is out of there, man. Man, I, I, I couldn't stand him, man. All right? He's the only head coach in NFL history with seven seasons of 13 wins. Man has six Super Bowls. Six! <laughs> He's the only head coach to have six Super Bowl victories. Mind-blowing, man. 12 conference titles, 13 seasons with 12 regular season wins. That's an NFL record as well. 17 division titles. That hurts the most, man. That hurts the most. Because they dominated the AFC East for so long. It was mind-boggling. People would literally just pencil them into winning the AFC East every year. Every year, no matter how good the Jets were, no matter how much we were right there, no matter how much we had built up with Rex was here, no, Patriots are going to take the AFC East. They usually did. Keep in mind, those 17 division titles are the most by a head coach in NFL history. Mind-blowing, man. Mind-blowing some of the stuff that, that, that he, he did in this league. That's why, I, I, you know, I won't disrespect Vilicek, but I can't stand him. What I will say, though, is uh, as a Jets fan, it was mind-boggling to watch them get away with certain things, you know, some of the things they play. Like like uh, some of the callers pointed out, Deflategate, they were straight out cheating. Deflategate, they got popped for that. And I think in 2015, Brady got four games in 2016. Patriots were fined like a million dollars. But before that, there was Spygate. I believe that was 2007, where the Jets had reported that, you know, they were recording their signals. And then uh, NFL does an investigation, and they find that the Patriots have been recording people's, uh, you know, recording different teams since 2000. 2000 to 2007, they were recording teams, signals, all kinds of things. You know, that's what put the Super Bowls in question. There was talk that they had recorded the Rams' walkthrough. Like, come on, man. Are you serious? (laughs) Are you serious, man? Recorded the walkthroughs. (laughs) It's time. Like, come on. You know? Come on. 
recording walkthroughs, recording their signals, recording all of that. You know what's crazy? Even after that, they still kept winning. Oh, my goodness gracious. They just kept winning. Oh, I believe they won the Super Bowl in 2014, 2016, and I think it was 2018. They just kept winning. My goodness, man. But you know what was the worst, right, as a Jets fan? You know what was the worst? Was how... When you played against the Patriots and Belichick, you felt like the people, you know, the 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 Adams, the Adams that wore striped shirts that overlooked the game, you felt like the Adams were often from New England or something, right? How many bad calls did the, did the Jets get against the Patriots, like? Felt like millions. Anybody remember that 2017 Austin Safarian Jenkins catch and touchdown that was called a fumble and then taken off the board when it clearly was a catch and touchdown? They tried to say that he didn't have control of the ball. Are you serious? You know what? <laughs> Those strike molecules, you're getting flushed. I cannot believe I was watching that game. Like I could not believe that those officials made that call and they took the points directly off the board. Mind blowing, mind blowing. Or what about in 2022 when John Franklin Myers was called for roughing the passer after a pick six had occurred Right? Jets corner catches a pick six, takes it back for a touchdown. They call roughing the passer and erase the play and erase those points, which killed the Jets because that momentum was swinging our way and we would have taken that game. So many calls. I can keep going on. So many calls that just seem to go the Patriots' way. Seemed to go the Patriots' way when he was there. That was the Patriot way, all right. Right? Petty as it got. Right? Anybody remember Danny Woodhead? Right? He was here. We had him. Jets decided to let him go. He scooped up Danny Woodhead in a millisecond and utilized him against us for years. Just cooked us with him. What about what he recently did? Right? In the draft. Broderick Jones sitting right there. Right for the picking. We know the New York Jets need to tackle. Broderick Jones has fallen to the Jets. Oh, man, everything's going to work out fine. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Not with Bilicek at the helm. It won't happen. Mm-mm. They literally traded out of the pick that was before us, right before us, traded it out and gave it to the Steelers 
on the cheap, on the cheap to ensure that the New York Jets wouldn't draft Roderick Jones. And the Steelers got in front of us and drafted him. Wow. Bilicek was quite a piece of work, man. Quite a piece of work. Didn't like him. You know, didn't like uh, how he made me feel as a Jets fan, how miserable he made me feel, the trauma that I went through, the the misery, the pain. Yeah. I often wonder how he can sleep at night being such a disgusting human being to me, a disgusting human being to this fan base. How could he sleep at night? But I respect him, you know. Can't deny the victories and the the wins and all the records. And I, I'm telling you, I am so glad that he is gone. He's gone now. The big bad wolf is out of here. And I'm hyped because now the New York Jets have the chance to set their tone in this division. It's our time now. And we've got to make this happen. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got a defense. We've got some pieces. We need to get into this offseason. Take this momentum for this victory over the Patriots. Get into this offseason and handle business so that we can be dominating the division for years to come. The clean way. We don't need to videotape people without, without them knowing. We don't need to steal people's signals either. We also don't need to deflate footballs. All right? So uh, it's our time now. And we must take advantage of this. Because we have what it takes to be that team, to dominate the AFC East for years to come. We got pro bowlers. We got all pro guys. Let's get the momentum started and get hot over here. All right? Because, uh, Bilicek is up out of here, man. Now with that, salutes to all the savages in the chat. I see you in the building, man. Bree says, crazy thing about Deflategate was that they absolutely walloped the Broncos. Tom had no reason to do it. Yep. Listen, that's just how the Patriots do. <laughs> Their cup runneth over with schemes and scams. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. That's just how it works, all right? But he's gone now, and it's our time. I'm going to close out the show. It's a phenomenal show. Salute to everybody that watched, subscribed, all right? Gave the, uh, the stream a thumbs up. Please do that if you haven't already. Man, oh, man. It's the Jets' time, man. I'm beside myself. <laughs> Bilicek is gone, baby. He's up out of here, all right? And I hope he, you know, takes the next 40 years off. He doesn't need to do anything else, all right? Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Show Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, all right? Go on over to Twitter, 
Okay, type in at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay, follow me. I'll follow you right back. And if you troll me, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. Okay. At all times. I'm telling you, ATV is going to be back next year, baby. He's going to be dominant. Okay, he's going to be dominant. All right. So, uh, yeah, please follow your boy again at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay, it's in the description of the video as well in my link tree. And uh, you know, talk to me and I'll talk back. I'm also on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you will be in the know. All right. Also, if you want to troll me, get in those comments. Troll me. Let's go back and forth. And as always, people, when I see you in person, because I will see you in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to call in, to chit-chat with your boy, to talk to me, to interact with me, salute to all the savages in the chat. I see all of y'all, Michael, Bree, Dakota, everybody, all right? GVH, I see you, all right? Salutes, and I want to thank y'all. Without y'all, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to hang out with your boy and talk that talk, all right? Now, with all that said, until the next show, Okay, we'll continue to go throughout the offseason and break things down about this Jets team. A lot of analyzation we're going to be doing about this squad coming forward, okay? Until the next one, you folks have a good one. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.